Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Punters Page Horse Racing Podcast with me, your host, Chris Lodar, and also, as well, our guest racing experts, Rupert and um, Marcus. And we'll be going through this weekend's horse racing action. We'll be giving our fancies and best bets for the weekend, and hopefully we can have uh, some more winners here on the podcast. Um, but it's all going to be kicking off at Doncaster this week, and we're going to be looking at the Doncaster Stakes as our first race, the 145. And I'll just go through the market now according to odds checker. And uh, these are the best prices currently available. And uh, leading the way for this race on Saturday um, is actually some A No Brian horses. We don't know if uh, they might run or not. We don't know if they'll take their chance, but um, some of them might do. And the current favourite is King Neptune at three to one, Pistoletto at five to one, Troubadour at sevens, Amarama Gold at nines, Art Power at tens, and the rest of Bar. So I'll come to uh, Rupert first on this one. Um, if King Neptune runs, is he the right favourite, or were you keen to take him on? I'm very, I'm keen to take him on. Um, there's two horses I like in this. I like Art Power. I think Art Power's win last time at York was very impressive. Um, obviously on soft, so the ground's not too much of a problem. Tim Easterby's a good bit of form, and he's got uh, Sylvester on board, so that's always positive. Um, five to one for... A relatively unproven horse is, you know, it's not the best price, but I think if you could get on him, I would be on him each way at about five or six to one. The other horse I like is Troubadour, who doesn't tend to do anything wrong, really. And if you look at his form behind Summer Sands last time, he's given Summer Sands a heap of weight and lost by two and a quarter lengths. And uh, Summer Sands only just beat uh, King Neptune on level weight. So, um, I would be on Troubadour or Art Power. I'm thinking they will both run, but if I had to nail my colours to pass, I'd probably go Troubadour as I don't see him finishing out of the frame, to be honest. Yeah, I kind of like the chances of uh, Troubadour and also as well Art Power, but I'll go for why I think Art Power is the bet. Marcus, what was your uh, fancy here? Yeah, I... um... I was quite keen on art power as well. I think the ground's going to be a massive factor. They've been the last couple of weeks. It's been soft going on heavy. It'll be heavy this week, this weekend. Yes, it's going to run the ride as well. Um, I think I think this 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 could potentially be a really nice horse. Um. King Nick, I, you know, highly prized. However, this this is a step down in class. You just you don't know with Aidan O'Brien. He's certainly going to be there, but it's a bit short. Um, Troubadour, I think this horse last time out. But I actually think this is actually a step up in class this time. I think this is a harder race than the, the one against Somerset. Um, I mean, I think the sort of approach. I mean, this is a gelding as well. So I just think this potential just trying to run the horse as much as possible. For prize money, um, but so, I mean, art power. I, I was hoping to maybe get about eight or nine to one on this horse, maybe five to one. But I think that's the most interesting runner in the race at each way through. Yeah, well, um, I want to admit I've actually got stuck into art power. I've actually had an anti-post bet on t- uh, on at ten to one um, each way. Nice. With Paddy Power this morning nice. doing the research for this, and um. Well, the, the traders to get that account closed yeah yeah luckily i don't bet too much with them actually 
Um, so they probably don't, I, I haven't taken that many of them. So, um, but just because their price was there, I thought beg. Um, um, but uh, yeah, this horse, I think if there's maybe the unknown quantity of how good a horse could be, I think this is this is the one. Uh, probably one of the yep. most least exposed in the field. Um, I'm not sure if Sylvester might ride this one actually. He's um, booked for Miranda, isn't he? At um, okay. at Newbury. Oh, okay. And um, but I wouldn't be too put off if uh, David Allen um, got the got the ride. I think he rode him last time, or he normally rides out for Tim Easterby. Um, he did. Uh, I think if he's booked to ride, I've got no problems with him being aboard. I don't think it makes too much difference. The win and last time at York was very, very impressive. Hardly came off the bridle at all. Um, I think this horse could be quite a smart horse going forward. And I wonder if it wins this, if they'll keep it with Tim Easterby. And maybe it could go to Andrew Bolden next year. I've noticed that a few horses, the King Power have owned, maybe with other yards they've gone to they have actually gone over to Andrew Bolden I think um they had one two with Carl Burke and they have ended up in his yard um uh, in Bolden's yard I should say from Carl Burke so I think if this is a nice horse going forward he can, could end up going there but yeah he'll like the ground going up and trip isn't a problem as well actually if you go back to his Newcastle run on debut that's a really good piece of form as well because the second place uh, horse went out and won again next time uh, gravity force for Carl Burke who we were just talking about there and um, a lot of his uh, form has been good since that run so there's a lot to like about art power and yeah I think at the prices um, this is the solid option for the race. There is one horse I well mentioned, but that I don't think will run because Mark Johnson's got two. There's a horse that caught my eye that I backed actually at Beverly when it won. It's called, I can't pronounce it. It's like a German sounding name. It's like Orktorada by Glen Eagles. Um, won really well at uh, um, Beverly, like I said, um, first time out. Beat an odds-on shot of Godolphin for uh, easy money, Saeed bin Sarua. Um yeah, I think uh, if if she did run, she probably wouldn't win. I saw she presented in some novice races next week at Leicester and Redcar. They'll probably go there, but uh, it's just interesting. She's got an entry here, but um, probably one for the notebook for that horse moving forward. But yeah, so just going for um, a selection of the race from everybody. I've made my case for Art Power, which was really convincing. Uh, Rupert, um, have I persuaded you over to Art Power, or is it still Troubadour for you? Uh Although I will be betting on both during the day and you made a very compelling case, I'm going to stick with Troubadour uh, just for the sake of it, because I like him. <laughs> and Marcus, for you, have I persuaded you with Art Power? Yeah, actually, uh, I really like Art Power. Um, I think the stars have aligned to the ground, the trip. I just think it's, it's, there's a lot of potential there. I did have a look at the uh, the Johnson Philly Oxentander. Ox, Ox yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Yeah, the um, I mean, I think it's got the ground to suit, but I'm not convinced by the um, I'm not convinced by the form. I'm not really sure the Godolphin horse is up to much. I don't think the form is that strong. Um, I'd, I'd rather be with Art Power. 
Yeah, I think that, yeah, I agree. But Autorada, I think she's booked in for some novice races next week, actually, yeah. which, I, which I think they'll go down the route of, and she'll be a four-year-old to follow next year. But she is a really interesting horse. So it seems like we all kind of will have a bet on our power when it comes to the to the day. And I reckon we'll probably go off favourite for the race. That's just my opinion. We're then going to get into... Um, the Verton Futurity Stakes here, which really won't be a long conversation, probably about what um, horses we're going to select. Uh, but we might have a bit of a debate about why there's uh, 11 Aiden O'Brien horses and just the one Andrew Bolden horse. But I'll just go through a few prices. Most of these probably won't run. Mogul is probably likely to go, as uh, Aiden O'Brien said he would in his uh, comments to the press. Currently, odds on at four to seven. Innes three at four to one is also likely to go. He's confirmed. Cameco, the only uh, non-Aiden O'Brien horse, A. Andrew Bolden at five to one. Armory at tens. Royal Dornock at twelves, and the rest of Aiden O'Brien's string are bigger. So um, I'll come to Marcus on this one. Uh, what do you think about the situation here? Do, do, do you think it's not good for racing that um, Aiden O'Brien's got eleven of the twelve entries, and would it be could Cameco maybe? Uh, come out and uh, and spring a surprise and and uh well, like i think i think the key here is, is establishing which ones are going to be the pacemakers and which ones aren't um i mean if you can sieve that out and then obviously then just considering what appears on the day you can sort of work it out can't you um i mean i quite liked royal was it Dornock? Quite like that one the one wayne morden won on last time yeah, yeah. Twelve to one. Um, never. It's never been ridden as a pacemaker, which to me looks like it's probably a positive in this sort of sense. Um, you'd imagine Wayne Lorden will be back on. Ground should be fine. Thought I should have good attitude at Newmarket. Um, at the price as well, twelve to one. This race is probably going to cut up as well. I mean, I've actually had a I've had a, a wee bit on each way at twelves. Um. That's the one I actually like. I mean, as well, there's 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 some exposed sorts in here as well. I mean, I mean, what do you think Aidan O'Brien's going to do here? Who do you think is going to be the pacemakers? Um, because they're all good horses. I mean, who's he going to sacrifice? Well, Royal County Down, if he runs, he'll sacrifice him. Year That's of the Tiger. Cool. Yeah. He's got entries elsewhere over the weekend, so... Well, he he has about five entries a weekend. So, yeah. So um, um, yeah, I, I'd say Year of the Tiger would probably be sacrificed as well. But maybe Iberia as well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Year of the Tiger ran in a Group One last time. I mean, behind behind the smart dolphin horse, his favourite for the Guineas. So only only six lengths behind. So I mean, that form. I mean, if he's if he's if he's ridden. Not like a pacemaker. That I mean, that could be the one. You just don't know. Yeah. It's got to be small stakes here. I'm yeah. actually regretting sticking that bet on now. I think I think I've been a bit impulsive. I shouldn't have done that. It's, it's, it's such a shame, isn't it, this year really? Because last two renewals of this race have actually been really good. A couple of years ago, Saxon Warrior, Roaring Lion. Um, no superstar here. I don't think. No, last year. Produced both Guineas winners of um, Magna Grecia and Phoenix of Spain were in the first couple. Um, yes, not, this was kind of going to be my angle in for the Guineas next year, but we had a better field because um, it normally has been the, the key, the key race for for the following year. 
Um, I think maybe Aidan O'Brien's guinea horse could be in there. Uh, and I, I do think it is probably Mogul. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he looks like the type that will come on as a three-year-old. His form is not bad. It's it's fairly solid. He's actually he's actually been um, making all from the front on a couple of starts. Actually, when he won on the Curragh, when he got his breakthrough win, he actually made all. So he could be quite prominent. He's actually as well a a full brother to Japan. And that was meant to be, okay, I know he's turned out to be probably their number one horse this year, cult-wise. Um, but he was the horse that they were talking about um, in the winter, wasn't, weren't they, as their number one horse for, for Derby. So he could be maybe the class act in here. Uh, also as well, you, you, you meant, you're right with um, Royal Doorknock because uh, uh, Kamiko... Um, got uh, worn down in the closing stages by him yeah. in that new market so yeah uh, also as well we were saying off air do you, if it's a really small field do you think they might reopen the entries but no idea no idea the thing is, the thing is who's who's is, is there any horses out there that could even want could take it on a brian or would want to who, who yeah. Thinking about you've got that look in your eye. What are you thinking? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to take him on. If I had to take him on with one, I think you probably made the best argument. I don't. Fa- I'll tell you who I don't fancy, and I know he's going for the race. Is in his free. I don't. He's probably going to win now. So clip this <laughs> up. Um, I just the way that he won at Galway was. It, it was just. It's not very workmanlike, if I remember correctly. It just took him an age. He, he's actually beaten the horse um, of Dermot Wells called Sh- uh, Yeah. Um, uh, but actually, uh, at Galway and at the Cara, both by very close distances, by a uh, half length and a neck. So he's really, he really doesn't take the eye. He, he reminds me of kind of maybe like Broom. That they had <laughs> the, yeah. earlier this year. Well, I don't know what's happened to him, uh, um, but he was kind of a horse that really didn't set the world alight and just did it work, workman like. I, I, I think he, I, I would be keen to swerve him. Also, as well, I well mentioned I did hear an insight, uh, um, a word actually, about Team Bally Doyle that I won't mention the name, but it's a source in the media that uh, I heard when I was behind closed doors at Sky the other day that uh, Ryan Moore um, was not very happy about uh, missing out on Magical. Got to Australia. Yeah. yeah, and he's going to be down there as well um, for a couple of more rides, I think. I think there's a big race um, in Australia at the weekend, I think. Not so hot on Australian racing, but um, yeah, he's, he's not tailed off in Australia at the weekend. The horsey rhythm was not tailed off. Yeah, ten sovereigns. <laughs> yeah, and um, he wasn't apparently he was he didn't want to go there at all before they made it wasn't like a reflection afterwards. But I heard that uh, yeah, he wasn't too pleased um, missing out. And I don't really I, think it would take much to upset Ryan Moore. Let's be honest, but that really. That would really upset him, I think. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, it, it, I just, I just, I just wonder if um, he's kind of 
maybe I wrote a blog about this earlier this year actually in the in the summer and I just wonder if maybe his days are numbered at Ballydoyle was their number one. Who who do you think they've got lined up? Who could potentially be the replacement? I mean, that's that's the thing. Um, who who would they who would they go out? Do you not say O'Sheen Murphy? Well. Now he's won the champ. He, he's he seems to me like a person who likes a new challenge and likes hitting milestones. And he's now won champion jockey. He gets to go back to Ireland. Well, he says he wants to do it again. Though. Oh, I heard he wants yeah. to do, do the champion jockey again. What yeah, but I mean, you could do it once or twice. <laughs> and would he want to walk away with some of the good relationships he's already got, with, like Qatar racing and that? Yeah. He's quite he's quite loyal to those kind of yeah. Guys. Um, somebody like a Daniel Tudgel for a, a James Doyle type because James Doyle is sort of out of favour of the Dolphin isn't he yeah. I mean, he's, he's a good rider um, he's, every season he's getting better and better but I'm thinking they might go down the Irish route why don't they give it to somebody like a Wayne Lorden or Colin Keane Colin Keane yeah yeah uh, but he's, I've noticed actually I think in recent months he's actually had the odd I'll just bear right for O'Brien and maybe even someone like Shane Foley even yeah. had a good year with just... he won't be le- he won't be leaving Harrington's yard next year let's be honest I mean the yeah. horses he gets to ride next year will not be ever any hurry to uh... okay, but um I, I do think it is interesting I, I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime like in this year mm-hmm. I, the, I thing, the thing is as well, Donica has weight issues as well, and they're probably, they're probably going to need to take. Is Wayne Lorden going to take a step up? He could potentially be number two. I'd probably say that's probably more viable. Wayne, you get more rights, or they might just spread it out between. There's no reason why he couldn't be number one. You know, he's he's quality. He's he's sprung up quite a few times. Well, they even had um, a winner yesterday at uh, where I was watching. I can't remember uh, the car yesterday. Um, Mike Sheehy, I know he's claiming seven, but um, yeah, I just wonder maybe he might come into one of one of these roles, supporting roles later on down the line. Maybe they might give give Wayne the gig if uh, Ryan d- d- did did jump ship. Um, it certainly wouldn't be a negative. Like he's probably in the peak of his career right now as well. Wayne. Yeah. Looking for for a step up. Mm. No, it, it is interesting, but um, yeah, I, I just think maybe the dynamic there. I just I just got that feeling that Ryan hasn't been happy actually for a little while with um with uh, Bally Doyle. I do, I just think that I think Donacher with his rise in He's the last... Apple Car a bit, hasn't he? I, I think it's very similar, maybe not to the extent. When, when Joseph came on the scene when Johnny Murta was there. I mean, Johnny Murta's probably the best jock of his generation. I mean, this guy's at the yeah. moment twice riding Yates, riding these like, superstars, and he's getting bunked off for Joseph, you know? Um, is Ryan maybe going through that just now and he's maybe had enough? Yeah, just he's not, just not been on the right horses, has he? For yeah. a while now. Last year was... After the year when um, Aiden O'Brien got the most group ones, he just last year was a write-off for him. Well, he he just wasn't 
on the right horses. He, he, he hasn't won the Derby, been on the right horse for the Derby, the Oaks. Um, the, yeah. Yeah. Even the Guineas, even. Yeah, um, Donnerstrap was on him on Saxon Warrior when he won. Um, Chester Vars, Queen Vars. Do you think he'll just go freelance? Just ride for Stout, ride the Triers for Stout, and maybe Frankie goes ride the Gosden Triers? You don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think he probably would. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to see. I think he'd fill the void from what Frankie's doing. I mean, that probably mm. makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think. I think if when Frankie retires, though, I could see Oisin Murphy filling in more at Gosden. But he's not going to get the rides, though, is he? He's not going to get the quantity of rides. Mm. What I'm saying. Yeah, I understand, but it's it's quite. In, I think we could be in if it did happen. It would be interesting to see. Be the market, the betting market, is what you look want to see, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You you tell your odds compilers to start putting it together. You can bet on like who the next James Bond and all that kind of thing is going to be. Why can't you bet on the next Bally Doyle rider? I'll put someone in at a price for you, okay? Who's that then? I'm not giving you an inside scoop. Not yet. Not on the air. Oh, okay. Off the record. (laughs) We'll know that, listeners, and and, uh, you won't. Anyway, so I hadn't asked Rupert um, before we go. (laughs) What's your opinion on on this? um, this? Uh, Just to keep it short. Um, same as you, I think Mogul, you know, this is a common route for um, O'Brien towards the Guineas. Um, I think Mogul's the best horse, so I think he'll win. Um, I'm going to quote Kevin Keegan here. I said, I would love it if we beat them, if Cameco <laughs> steps up. I would love it. It would just be so good. Um, but I don't see it. He, he could do it. It'd, it'd be amazing. I just think it'd be fantastic. Um, and so. For, yeah. yeah, if you want a bit of banter I and mean, you've got a spare 50p, <laughs> put that on. But uh, um, I think Mogul's, if I had to nail my colours to the mast, yeah, okay. I'll go for Mogul as well. And Royal Donut for you, yeah, Royal Donut cap price, yeah, it's not really a betting contest, but it might be a bit of fun, bit of fun watching. But um, Hopefully uh, we can find the winner in this next race where there's multiple horses to choose from. A nice competitive handicap, which we like to get in our teeth into. Um, Tarbush is the current favourite for the Doncaster handicap at 13 to 2. Uh, came from the dark at 8, Danzino at 8, A Moment of Madness at 8, Over at 10s, Call Me Ginger at 12s, Fairy Stories at 12s, and the rest of Bar. So uh, come to Rupert on this one. Uh, Anything take your fancy against the favourite, or did you think he was a solid yardstick? I think he's a solid yardstick. Um, I mean, the, the form of the last two races are pretty good. It's it's listed group form. Um, the, the, not a lot is jumping out at me, I must be honest. Um, at this, um, the two I've been following for a bit have been Sahek and Orva. Uh, Sahek got his head of front head. Uh, in front at Savile, but to be honest, the form of that's not really worked out. And uh, Orva, you know, ran a encouraging race um, last time at York, but that was a class three, and he was well behind. Um, I suppose good efforts dropping down in class a bit, but last time he ran in a in a big handicap, didn't really hit the mark. I'm really struggling on this one, to be honest. Um, 
yeah, um, I have, I, there's nothing I can uh, pick. Um, I suppose Lahore has been uh, running into run into a place last time at York uh, in a good sprint. Um, so probably Lahore. If I had to know my colours to the mask. I'll get on to why I like Lahore in a minute. Um, thanks, team, my thunder bear. Uh, Marcus, um, did you think Tarbush was the right favourite, or were you keen to lay in? I um, you might think I'm reaching here, right? But I actually like one at price, right? I like um, teams. I think step back and trip coming down the weights. I just think. I just think this could potentially be a plot. Step down and trip. I, th- I think this thing is going to try and make all down at the weights. I don't think Jim Curley will ride this. I mean, it, was, it wasn't that bad a run last time out. Um, it's a price each way for me. Um, what's he running off? He's not running off of the 88. He's uh, going to be at the bottom of the handicap, right? I just have a feeling, right, they might try and make all with this. Yeah, could see that. Um He's probably after that run. I think he's been dropped another two pounds for that, so he's about ten pounds a stone below his last winning mark. I don't think the ground's going to be an issue. Um, I think somebody like a Sean Levy might be on board. They might even put Adam. I don't think Adam can do the weight. I just got a feeling last time I don't think the horse was drawn that well, and step down and trip. It's just it's a strange profile. And looking at the trainer connections, that could be a plot. Don't know. At the price, I took a chance on Breathless Times. And the other one I liked was. I'm putting two up here. I like Call Me Ginger. This thing, Goldie's Fear Road. I mean, I think this, thing's, this thing could be quite smart. Um, the last one as well. It's when the horse was sick last time out. Yeah. Um, I think that was a decent run. And prior to that, the horse looked, it looked like a, a nice improver. Let me look at the form. Yeah, that run at Ascot's okay. It wasn't being far. Again, for me, drawn on the wrong side. It's only beating a length. You look at the bare form, and they finished in a blanket there. The ground shouldn't be an issue. I can see these two being in the first four, first five. Um, it's a good run at Red Car as well. It looks, it looks like a progressive profile. And I, don't, I think it could be maybe a 100-plus horse. Yeah. Uh, Breathless times about twenty five to one. For thirty threes in a place. Thirty threes, yeah, yeah. Um, call me ginger. Probably go off about single figures on the day, I think, because I, I think I don't think I think there's a lot of it, a lot of them at the top of the handicap. The handicap is probably marked the card. If you, if yeah. you're saying, um, like this thing could be unexposed, and Breathless times it just to me it just looks. Screams out to me, plot. Um, step down and trip. I don't think it'll be an issue. I think this thing is going to try and make all. Call me Ginger, probably be looking handy. Um, I, had a, I did have a look at the Mick Appleby horse. I just I don't think there's quite high in the weights. And there's not there's not a lot of room for manoeuvre there. Um, and there's some some at the top of the handicap, old handicap that are coming down. I mean, they, they're, they're not hiding anything, you know. I mean... Dean Ivory's horse, stake a claim, could have a chance, but it's a seven-year-old. Mm. High in the weights as well. Mm. Dan Zeno as well, been there, it's always there, but it's an eight-year-old. What yeah. would you fancy, Chris? 
Um, I think you've made a really compelling case for Call Me Ginger. Uh, I actually do like that one now. Now I've, I've given it a bit more of an in-depth look. Because when I you think... see six, when you see six at Ascot, you presume he's tailed off, but they fell, they fell on a blanket finish and it was on the wrong side. And if, if, if that had finished second or third, I mean, that horse is probably going to be about six or five to one here. Yeah. It might be his favourite. Well, the form is me being a form guru with my photographic memory i can tell you that the form was boosted because sahak who also runs in this race uh -huh. on to win at savile next time out so that's a positive I, yeah um, yeah i would question i would question the form of that though i really would i mean it, it looked like a weak race in my opinion because uh samovar who came second didn't didn't really do too much for the form afterwards no um the, the thing the thing here i think but my angle in with Call me ginger is do you remember when we were reviewing the sprint last week at champions day at, at ascot and it just turned it turned into the fact that if you won over seven furlongs you you were at the you were doing the best in the closing stages there, there were too many horses last week that people were just getting laid into in that race that were five furlong specialists or six furlong specialists that just would probably go so fast early that because it was so testing which the ground probably will be here or will be on the slow side anyway they just they were just vulnerable in the closing stages to stronger stayers they got like outstayed if you, you know what i mean over the sprint trip so the breathless fact that we, look at the trip breathless times yeah 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 that's a good that is a good angle in and my only concern about breathless times sorry to uh First my level. yeah yeah I just wonder if he's been campaign campaign for an all-weather jobby. You know, Stuart Williams, the Morleys, they like horses running like at Chelmsford and yeah. and that, don't they, in the winter and and that. And just looking, he's only had a couple of runs since September. I don't quite right the market last time out. He's looked after. Yeah, he's actually yet to win on the turf as well. He's not from three, whilst on the all weather, he's four from 12. So I just wonder if this is just another. Wrong time to catch. Yeah, crack at prize money, maybe. Might run a solid race, but yeah, you can make a case for him. But yeah, the one that I came down on was Lahore, who I was a bit surprised when I was doing my research earlier. That he was coming back down in trip. I, I actually put him up here for the Panthers page last time when he ran over six at York. And he was quite, he was just behind the leading um, pack. He was quite handy and he just was getting asked for pressure quite early on. And But he did seem to respond to it. He kind of got like outpaced a little bit, which just paid dividends to his chance. Then he was a fast finishing um, fifth place in the end. Um, and I wondered if he wanted seven instead of instead of um five but um it's interesting that connections are going that they're dropping back in trip but that's probably because he's got a fantastic record at doncaster he's two wins from two uh, here at the track on soft um conditions as well actually when he won it when he used to be with roger Ver, and he's he's a solid yardstick and i just had to i just thought at the prices he was definitely one with probably an extra place here and there that would definitely make the frame and we'll be we'll be doing his best work late on so i wasn't worried about like maybe a horse like moment of madness which is one of the prom more prominent horses on the bet and he likes to go off at an absolute cliff i could just see horses like that that are good sprinters but the ground probably should be so against them that they're just gonna have a burnout and for me 
I would rather be on horses that you know are going to be doing their best work late on and not tiring in that last half of furlong because uh, um, I looked at Lahore as well, Chris. I just I think he's a bit high in the weights. I think I think on soft ground though he's a hundred he's a hundred horse. Do you think there's maybe three four pounds there left to manoeuvre? Yeah, I I definitely think so. Um, right. When he was when he was with. Um, Roger Varian, he absolutely hosed up here um, as a yeah as a three-year-old. He, he won by four lengths on soft ground, and that's the key to him. If the condition, I think if the can, he can run on any surface, he's quite versatile, but he's best when there's juice on the ground, which he's going to get here. And um, I just think, yeah, if he gets an all right draw at 97, he's still, he's still got a little bit to give, I think. He, and I, and I don't necessarily think it's about his mark. It's about what he's going to do at the end. That you know he's going to finish. He's not. He's going to finish strongly towards the end, which he did last time. So, uh, yeah, that's why at the prices, I, I just feel he was a solid each way contender. But I think the favourite as well before I give my final verdict is so solid. He'll get the perfect race set up for this. I think he's actually won this race in the past. Um, um fact i think he actually won it last year um he, he's just such a solid yardstick and i've watched a couple of his races last time and the way that he likes to get a lead he'll get a lead here such a strong finisher he's an each way better to nothing in my opinion like kinran always is so yeah for me uh, tarbush and lahore were the, the main two but uh, i could see your case for call me ginger but, um they would be my selection so if i have to go for one horse I've said it, but I'm going to go for Lahore. Um, come, come to you, Marcus. Who's your number one? Do you know, I'm going to go breathless times. Let's just go for it. Yeah, Hall of Fame. And uh, Rupert, for you? Yeah, well, I, I'm sort of with you with Lahore. I don't think he'll finish. He's been running well in good handicaps, likes the conditions, won't finish out of it. Uh, I think the most likely winner is Tarbouche, though. So I'll go Tarbouche. Yeah, uh, he's right. had brilliant form last time out, last two times out. So, yeah, he he is the solid um, contender. Right, we're going to go to Newbury now. We've actually spoken quite at length already yeah. on these races. We got into a bit of an Aidan O'Brien tangent with Bally Doyle, didn't we? Uh, but we're just going to cover the two group races at Newbury because they're actually some interesting races. And uh, we're going to be starting off with um, with a. Uh, Going on, if I can find it, we will be starting off with a group three, the Victoria Club Stakes. Now, this is quite an interesting renewal, actually. There's quite a few nice horses in here. I'm particularly interested in one of them, which I'll uh, talk about in a minute. But uh, yeah, I thought this was uh, quite a nice little contest. And we've got Miranda, who won this race last year. He actually dead heated with Young Rascal. So we're going to be seeing a repeat here. Uh, currently five to two with bookmakers at the moment. Young Rascal is at threes, Kings of Ice at sixes, Loxley at sixes, Royal Line at sixes, Manuela de Vega, one of our old favourites, at tens, Mount Everest at tens, and the rest of Bar. So, um, Rupert, we'll come to you first. Uh, do you think it could be another close finish between the front two in the market, or did you like something at a bit of a bigger price? Uh... Funnily enough, I was actually on Young Rascal last year, and he was odds on. And uh, I remember actually having a proper go at 
my girlfriend because she said young rascal and had it. I said don't say that, and then we ended up dead heating and uh, got into a bit of an argument. <laughs> but uh, that's my memories of this race. I don't think it'll be a repeat because I think Miranda is going to absolutely smash him this year. I mean, he just looks so good. I mean, that win at Ascot was just incredible. Um, it was not even a problem. And I don't think he's facing, you know, anything. You know, the Sextant was the horse he had to beat last time. Uh, or one of the horses he had to beat, and uh, he dominated him. Royal Line, you know, ran last week. Um, could obviously step up, but uh, I think he's pretty solid as a favourite, and I do think he'll shorten. I do think 94 is a great price, and I would be all over him. Can't see him finishing out out the frame. Yeah, I agree. We um, on a podcast a few weeks ago when he won at Ascot, I was in very good support of him, but uh, Marcus, uh, he was your nap and a member. He, he, yeah, he was one of my bets. We were going through King Power horses, weren't we? Yeah. Um, and we we were laying it. Uh, Marcus was laying into Mirando, but I I was on him. I think I I think I oh I bet on him to um win by more than uh, two lengths, and I think yeah, I got yeah. six to one on it. So I was quite happy with with um that price there. I, could, I just didn't see him getting beat. Um, are you confident about uh, Mirando uh, here, Marcus? Are we going to uh, praise him this time? Well, I'll tell you. I remember I wasn't I wasn't feeling so great after that race because I was on Wells Fargo, and I remember yeah, messing I remember. you after one furlong and say, "Then uh, I'm in trouble here." I, honestly, yeah. I don't know what's happened to that horse. I genuinely don't. Um, but anyway, um, Morando, I mean, very impressive last time. I think the ground's key to this horse as well. Um, looks looks good. Um, and looking at the race as well, I mean, Royal Line, I, mean, I think that was a good run last time out. He looked like the winner at one point. If you actually yeah. go back and watch it, he was, Rab Havlin was um, on the bridle still with, coming into the home straight. He was the, he was the best horse um, coming in to the race um, in the home straight. He looked like I thought at one point he might get in, but yeah. I just think he tired, you know, I mean, I, I, I think maybe a furlong. I think he gave the horse to be chance. I just don't think the horse stayed the trip. And I think Kew Gardens Stradivarius were gone. Yeah. Make up the ground. Um, do you know, young rascal as well. I really, really like this horse. I mean, I was really taken by this horse when it won at Chester. The way it quickened. I mean, yeah. the horse like DXB in that race. Um, obviously DXB's a, a steer, but that I mean that's a proper proper horse, you know. I just don't think the horse has been the same this season. A 175 day layoff as well. Is it going to be fully tuned? turning out um, I think he's short enough on what he's shown so far this season I mean I wasn't I mean obviously look at that last one at Newmarket I mean if, if he can show the form of last season right he's got every chance you know I mean he was a decent price for the dar- in the derby behind Massar and he, he looked like he had a great profile and he just sort of went off the boil I don't think he's the same horse as last season um, I'd be against him but the one I actually like I mean, again, I, I don't know if it was something in the coffee today, but I quite like the bottom one. I think Dogwood. I think this horse has been highly tried. You can have a look at his form. Yeah. Running some proper races and look at the ground, the conditions. I don't think the horse has been utilised that well. And he's certainly not going to be ridden as a pacemaker this time out. And he's been short in the betting as well when Ryan's rode in. Mm. It's, um, I think at the price, it's a huge price. Yeah, I can see your angle in there. I've, I've, met, I've had a bet on her. Um, I've bet her each way. I think the ground's 
she's definitely going to stick. Twenty to one. Def- Look at that. Def- definitely going to run. I think she'll definitely run. Yeah. Yeah. And Just... question marks for me over Young Rascal. Same horses last season. I don't think so. Royal Line had a hard race last week. Is it going to bounce back? I mean, if Miranda, Miranda's probably the one to beat, right? Because mm-hmm. it's got a lot in its favour. But it's carrying top weight. Bottom one's getting over a stone. But we've got the, we've got the master trainer. And if you actually go through the form, the bottom one, it's actually not that bad. I mean, visually, you're just looking at the numbers, right? If you actually look at the distances, the tracks, actually look at the form, star capture, that's decent form. Um, running in top, top races. I think the trip will be fine as well. Highly, highly surprised. And I think there's a couple of explosions in this field. Uh, she's, my nap. she's my nap. Okay, that, that's very bold claims there. 20 to 1 nap, you heard it there first. Um, yeah, I, I thought Miranda was the was definitely the solid one here. I think he's very hard to pose. Um, if you like Ping Dogwood, you can bank, uh, bet on Ping Dogwood if you wish, but yeah, I, 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 I was finding it hard to take on. I really do like Royal Line. I think he's definitely going to be a horse to follow next year. You're both right about the run coming too soon. It's interesting, though, that Frankie the Tory's actually been booked up early before final decks. So it does indicate maybe they might go with him here. But um, the one that I thought might be a bit of a springer in the works could be All Right Sunshine for Keith Dalgleish. Now, this one... He does have to find the, quite a bit on ratings, but he's just had a really progressive profile in the last couple of runs. Um, we'll stay further, which is fine. Ground, no problem. Um, the race that he uh, was very well backed for uh, when he was 5-2 for the old Borough. Uh, the ridiculous race, that. It was one of the most ridiculous races I've ever watched. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> He's uh, been a clear force for me um, ever since he transferred to Ian Williams. I knew he had a big pot in him, and when he finally did it, I was blooming pissed off. I can tell you that because I really, really rate this trainer as well. I think he's ma- I think he's massively underrated. Who keeps that leash? Yeah, I think if he was given the quality that say some of these guys down south are getting, and mm. leads, um, he'd be he'd be knocking out group winners quite comfortably. Like it's interesting because he, he, he was actually running in bumpers um, a few times before they started to campaign uh, in the really, flat. Yeah. And um, I've, I could definitely see him, him turning into a cup horse, but I just thought maybe if you wanted to go small stakes each way and stuff in a bit of a price, he might he might just have the, the battling qualities. He's a, he's definitely a work. He doesn't do it. For, he's not a flashy type, but he's certainly work workmanlike, and he'll run a good race here. I I think at a price. And if you wanted to go elsewhere from the favourite, I think you could do a lot worse than um, getting on him each way. I think he he could be a solid yardstick. So it's that time where we nail our colours to the mast. Uh, Rupert Miranda for you. I think I mean he's. The most likely winner, certainly. I think nine to four is a great price, to be honest. I think it should be shorter. Yeah, and pink dogwood for you, uh, Marcus? Yeah, that's one for me. Yeah, I'm going to be different. I'm going to say all right, sunshine to 
upset the apple cart. Well, we're then just going to talk about the final group race before we just go into any other business. And uh, this is often a good race. Um, it's uh, it's actually the, the Camcom stakes registered as the Horace Hill stakes. And we've got a really short price favourite in here that uh, caught the eye on debut at uh, Newmarket when he really did run a very good race um, to... Uh, to win on debut at Newmarket um, for Rafe Beckett. Uh, that's Kinross, who's currently five to four bookmakers at the moment. Louisiana, who we've uh, already mentioned about in uh, Burton Paturity, Year of the Tiger, one of his five entries at uh, sixes as well. The Cacho at sevens, New World Tapestry, has got another entry in the Burton Paturity at eights, Surf Dancer at eights, Rahik tens, Kenzai Warrior twelves, and the rest of bigger so i'll come to you on this one marcus um could kim ross be a special horse here he's visually very impressive on debut um short enough though would you want to be tanking in at that price um the one the one i actually like is again i, I quite like the keith dalgleish runner volatile analyst i mean i bet this horse he's way goodwood and was unlucky just to be out there out three i think if this horse can handle the ground, I think this horse has got a right good chance. And it sort of went under the radar. And looking at the price just now, around 10 to 1, 11 to 1, I don't think bookmakers are taking any chance with this one. No. Um, like, it's only had two runs. And that, that was a good run. That's, that's good form last time out. Um, yeah. Roll door knock. Yeah. yeah, it's good form. I mean, and if that, if that Aidan O'Brien horse... I mean that I could frank the form quite comfortably. I mean, I, I know Kim Ross is even money in places as well. I think I think it was very very short. Mm. That's, that's short enough, even money. The Dolphin have got one in the race as well. Ricatio, Charlie Applebee's. I think that's got ground concerns. That one. Yeah, it might do. Mine is. Um, mind you, it's by Dubawi though, who doesn't mind a bit of cut with his progeny. So mine will be too 149 bad. Hundred forty nine day off. Hundred forty nine day layoff. It could potentially be heavy ground. Um, that's a big ask for me, and I mean, at the price he's like to be on sport. I don't know which way. Yeah. I think it's I not think a bad chap. Yeah, about two year old, but I think at the price that that's the one I like. Yeah, that's that's not a bad shout. Uh, how about for you, uh, Rupert? Um, we all over Kim Ross here, or do we think he might be um bit 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 too short? As we've already heard there. Well, I've been back in favourites this entire podcast. Um, I've also been doing very poorly in two-year-old contests this year. So <laughs> I'm. <laughs> what I will say is that there is one horse that catches the eye to me, um, and it's not Ken Ross. I do think Ken Ross is is right to be favourite. I do think he's too short though. Um, the one horse I'm talking about is Kenzai Warrior. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah Kenzai like Warriors. Form on debut is incredible. I mean, uh, beating Max Vega by a length, who's uh, yeah gone on to win at a group level. Um, the ground, it was good that day, um, but uh, it's a huge, you know, price. It's it's a huge price for that form. And considering he made all that day and just stuck on at it, um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's, it's a pretty pretty impressive first performance and 12 to 1 is good Do uh, Jason Watson's book to arrive operating at a great strike strike rate having a fantastic first season as a pro and when Roger Teal gets a good horse um, he does 
he's very shrewd. Um, and he's had a few good flat horses over the last couple years. Um, tip to win. Tip to win. And Oxstead's done well this season as well. Um, I, yeah, I, I do like it. It's too good to ignore, really, um, at 12 to 1. Um, so I will be tipping that one up, certainly. That's my yeah, angle. I, I agree. I think... Um... I think uh, Kim Ross is far too short, and Kenzai Warrior visually not too dissimilar to Kim Ross. Um, was very eye catching, and the and the way that he went through the race was very positive. The ground might be might be the only question mark. Um, but well, twelve to one, you're willing to take that risk on. That's the thing. Yeah, and that, um, that, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't been too. Um, too hard, hardly campaigned. I think I think Roger Teal was knew straight away that he had one on his hands there, and that's why yeah. he hasn't gone for anything major. I think I think maybe they want to just take their chance, just to dip their toe in the water to see see how good he is. I mean, if, if but mind you, they might not have anything to lose. It's the end of the season, one run, then he's going to get a few months off anyway. Come back in the spring, might try the green. Yeah. Things I mean, go. if you look at even the, the fourth and fifth in that race, the next time out winners. I mean, Shandos beat Sword Beach, who went on to win. Califer sat, uh, you know, first time sixth, and then got on to win at Goodwood. I mean, the form is—it's such a hot race. That yeah. was a class two race. Califer sat went out and won. Um, it's such good form. It's just so hard to ignore, really. Um, yeah. I agree. Could, from a betting point of view, you could, you could probably play the both of them, play the Dalglish and the Roger Teal horse each way against this favourite. Mm. Yeah. If I, the only other one uh, apart from um, Kenzai Warrior that I will just put in at a price because he's not going to win, but he might, he might just turn up each way at a big price, and that's Ropey Guest for George <laughs> Martin, who must be one of the. Is, has he even won yet? No. Uh, no, he has, he's got George Marguson's had a couple of nice horses this year that he's been running at group listed level and they, they often make the frame and they've been running solid races and you can't knock his ball. He does he does run his race. He's just unlucky that he's just he's just too he's just he's too he's too good for handicaps and he's not good enough for 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 group races. He's in a bit of a uh, halfway house. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought you'd won in a place if you wanted a small stakes bet. You know, he he will uh, handle the ground. It wasn't ideal for him, but he, he finished third out of um, out of eight on soft ground. Okay, he was well beaten by the first two, um, but if the others hate it. You know, he, he, he might he might run away, but um, this race but, could open up as well. So these a couple of these Aidan O'Brieners don't run as well. Yeah, so, on if you could get four places at forties or even like eight to one, ten to one a place, it'd be worth having a few quid on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, it just might be his day. You never know, but um, yeah, they're the prices. I think you could do worse, but um, yeah, I just thought he was worth a mention, but. If we're going for one against a favourite, yeah, for me it's uh, Kenzai Warrior. So we'll just go around to everybody. You in agreement with me, Rupert Kenzai? Yeah, Kenzai Warrior, all over him. And uh, volatile analyst for you, Marcus? Yeah, the form's very, very solid, the Roger Teal one. Yeah, I'll nap it. I'll nap it. How about that? 
Okay. He's living dangerously. Yeah, we'll do the double with mines, all right, and then we'll we'll chop Chris's in for a treble. Yeah. It's a time I got a long, I got a long prized two-year-old winner. It's time. The stars have aligned. Yeah. Kenzai Warrior then. <laughs> Think Dogwood and my nap will be our power. So there you go. If you want to treble, and that treble, and you, you want to. Take early retirement. There you go. <laughs> Listen, if Pink, if Pink Dogwood wins, people will be getting nervous. You know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. That that would be an absolute um, legendary Hall of Fame. That that'd be totally of a new level. But yeah, that that'd be my so. So yeah. So that's uh, the group races covered and um, the other flat action. Is is there anything else we want to talk about now? Cheltenham is starting. We could have covered some stuff in Cheltenham in a bit more detail, but we don't know what's going to be running as of yet because um, the decorations aren't made 24 hours before running. Um, I'll come to you first, Rupert. Is there anything you want to talk about? Um, the court your eye. Anything at Cheltenham? Yeah. Well. There's two horses that'll be running this weekend, I think. Um, I don't know where they'll be running. They'll either be running on uh, Saturday or Friday. Um, Champagne Well for Fergal O'Brien could be running in the 4.20 on Saturday or alternatively the um, the 2 o'clock on Friday. Uh, had a very likeable sort of performer um, and T- tends to uh, just perform well. He didn't. He was a bit unlucky last season, but uh, um, I'd just be keeping my eye out for him. Really, um, I think he could go on and, and do quite well this season. I think he's ahead of the mark of one, th- three, four, and, and one I mentioned last week called Chapman's Hype. I think has got a great chance wherever Chapman's Hype runs. Either that's two o'clock uh, on Friday, three ten on Friday, and I think he's got to run on Saturday as well. He's fit. You won't mind the ground. Um, I think fitness is going to play a real, really important role in quite heavy ground. Um, I think, yeah, he looks ahead of his mark um, and will be fit. So, yeah, on Chapman's hype and Champagne well for Cheltenham. Um, anything else? Um, take your eye, Marcus. Uh, anything else you want to mention? I mean, from a betting point, if you Cheltenham's a bit of a minefield, isn't it? It's sort of finding out what's fit and what's not. Mm. Um, are any he's going to Cheltenham at the weekend, just out of interest? Anything? No, I, I'm going away soon, so unfortunately I can't, but I would love to have gone. It's like Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> to be honest with you, nothing's really caught my eye, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Um, I'll be focusing on the flat this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. 20 to 1 winner will go down nicely. <laughs> I agree. And just before we sign off, just my horse to mention for Cheltenham at, um, I think, Probably could go off favourite and is the one to be on that I'm probably going to persuade both of you to have a bet on because I've got such a compelling case here. That's uh, Cogri in the first race at um, Cheltenham on the Saturday. Probably very likely to go. Nigel Twiston Davis at this meeting and at this time of year over jumps is just a money making machine. Could hardly be in better form. 28% strike rate at the moment. A lot of his horses are very well handicapped as well. So that's definitely a thing to mention here. Uh, but Cogri, he absolutely loves Cheltenham. He finished second on his reappearance here last year. Um, uh, and he's rated a mark of um, 139, which was his last one in mark. He, he might not have too much uh, to give from the handicapper, but we know that he can go well fresh. He actually won this race back in 2017 
uh, first time up as well to beat a single farm payment, who's probably been a very big cliff horse for most people in their betting careers. Um, yeah, I just thought Kogri um, at the price is eight to one. Very likely Sam, Sam Twiston Davis will be booked. He's riding very well at the moment. Yeah, I just thought this had been the plan for him. And um, at eight to one each way, he's got to be a, a bet to nothing. He's a very solid option, I think, in the first race there. So that would be my horse to watch. Yeah. Have you got any on, on the flat over the weekend? Any other business? Um, I mean, I did have a look at the handicap, the 255 at Don, Donny. Okay. Um, but I was finding it quite hard to make a convincing uh, one there. Maybe if I had to choose one at a push, I thought maybe uh, where's Jeff could go well for my police to be. Or um, the other one that I thought could go quite well, who's been running in good races this year, is uh, Tameus for uh, Roger Varian, who does quite well with his runners at Doncaster normally. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it, it was a bit of a hard weekend at the moment, uh, but I'll probably be watching, to be honest, more Cheltenham than the flat action. So, um... Yeah, I've got one big race you need to follow. Uh, it's the oh. Radley listed race um, at Newbury, 3.55. Okay. There's two horses in there that i like to mention called Breath of Joy from Amy Murphy and Hot Touch, who we were on uh, in the Rockwell, I think. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that those two horses are have got very, very, very strong form in the book, and what I'm, I don't see much else that's going to challenge them. Um, I think Breath of Joy will be a good price as well. Um, Breath of Joy came second uh, by a neck to White Moonlight, who went and absolutely bolted up afterwards. Um, so I'd be very interested in those two. I also think on the Friday, um, True Shan and Hamish are running. Uh, well, I entered um, at... Uh, Oh, I don't know where, but uh, I will be certainly looking at that race. At Newbury, 325, Condition State, Hamish and Trushan, I think will be a really interesting race, and I hope they both run. Well, they both entered. That'll be a fantastic race, and I think Hamish will win. But <laughs> We had a Trushan here, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago? On the, on we the, did indeed. Uh, we had Trushan and Rhythmic Intent, so we're doing all right with our um, three-year-old stayers. We also had uh, Elysian Flame behind Hamish, so... Yeah. Could have had that's a, a great race. My favourite division. <laughs> yeah, that's so come to Rupert for those yeah. kinds of uh, And you, don't forget yourself. You, yeah, you yeah, I was just winners. following, <laughs> I just followed expert, yeah. our expertise. Anyway, that's all for this week. Thanks, uh, fellas. Um, if you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button for more videos here on the Punch Page YouTube channel. You can also as well um, download us on other platforms, including iTunes and also as well as SoundCloud. You can follow the Punters page also as well using our Twitter feed at the Punters page. And that's what I want to say. So please get responsibly. We'll be back um, in a couple of weeks' time. I'm away on holiday next week, so it'll be a couple of weeks before we do our ne next podcast. And yeah, we'll be seeing you soon.